and welcome back to another installment of Baltimore County Forever Podcast. What up, doe? I'm back yet again, fresh off of uh, Savage's Journey, featuring and starring um, my, my guy, uh, Savage. Uh, I'm getting a lot of great feedback off of his episode. Pretty dope episode. We basically um, did the episode on the way to Virginia Beach for Pharrell something in the Water Festival, which was an amazing time. Um, shout out to Virginia, two up, two down. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, man, the, the feedback, and I didn't know a lot of the, uh, the stories he had about going to Korea and, um, and, uh, Hawaii and just, like, the differences, and that was pretty dope. Um, I know, Stacy, you said you connect, I apologize, Stacy and Norm is fucking back, the band's back together. Yes, yeah. uh, but, uh, what up, though? It's a, such a beautiful time recording with y'all. Um, Stacey, you said you um you understood a lot of the stuff Savage was saying um about like you know the differences and how the different cultures appreciate stuff way more than we do in America. Right, and then it's not even just that. It's just for me, it's more like the benefits. Yes, yeah, the culture too that makes a difference, but it's the benefits like. Um, like when I was telling you that when you go to the Bahamas, like you can buy a beachfront property for like fifty thousand, not have to worry about taxes versus living here where you get taxed for the day you die. It's just other benefits to living other places that people don't think about because we just think that we have it all here and, and Americans are the shit. Like, so yeah, I can definitely relate to what he was saying about that. Mm. Mm. No, could you see yourself living out of this country? I literally was just upstairs watching fucking observing report on my daughter. And I ain't even high, bro. I'm like, yo, what? you finish college, my nigga, I'm going to Mexico to find a house. Right. That's a fact. Yeah, life. Fuck this shit, shit bro. Niggas really got all this, this, this glamorized restrictions. Like, shit, this shit just look good. You know what I mean? I never, I never thought of it like that. That makes a lot of fucking sense, yo. People, people outside of America think we have it so good, but we are caged animals. Right. Like, That's good, like a motherfucker. Man, I never thought about that shit. That shit is so crazy. So, um, I didn't get to do an episode on something in the water fest, but just a little recap: the shit was fucking crazy. That shit was fucking crazy, bro. Um. Who who's uh Travis Scott uh Pharrell brought out um wait okay scissors Travis Scott um Janae I'm not gonna fuck up her last name um yeah so her um <laughs> um Pharrell brought out Timberland Magoo Missy Hove uh Tyler the Creator uh yes right. Yes. Candy wine. And you know, oh, you know what was okay. So, all right. So wait before I get uh, before I get to the template part. Let me. I'm trying to remember who else he brought out. He brought out Usher. Um, he, he brought out Fam Lay. That was fucking dope. I was the only nigga in the crowd besides like three niggas behind me. Yeah, you feel me? Like, and it, I had the uh, the um the re- wait the uh, the clones album shirt on. Um, with the choice. yeah, exactly. Choice. I was smart. I was like, oh, this nigga might know. Oh, oh, okay, my man out here. You feel me? Like so. Um, but I'm like, 
saying all the words, niggas is like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, nigga, you don't know? <laughs> nigga, you don't know? Nigga, what? When that when that joint came out and they, they made the remix with Lil Flip, that's when Lil Flip was that top-notch Lil Flip shit. You feel me? Yo, I, ooh, yo, but, but on the flip side of that, when they was like in between, in between like the Travis Scott set and I believe the Pharrell set, they were like playing music and, um, and they played uh, a lot of Uzi Vert shit. So it was like, let's say they played like four Uzi Vert songs and the white kids behind me, they were like, yo, you don't fuck with Uzi Vert? I was like, nah, but y'all got me though, right? <laughs> so they held me down. I held them down on some other shit, like some other like family and a couple other things. You feel me? The vibe. The vibe there was so fucking incredible. Um, it it was like And you know what was crazy? Shout out to Savage. Because like, you know, somebody younger, younger than you, and they, they experienced different things. And he had a bottle of water. He had a bottle of water, right? So, um, shout out to TT, I think that was her name. Um, I don't know. She was my cousin for the night. Um, because we was like mobbing through the through the uh, crowd trying to get good position in the crowd to see what the fuck we wanted to see. But shout out to her and her crew. Um, I believe her name was TT. I don't know, Nani, something like that. But she was cool and shit. But um, yeah. So he had a bottle of water and he was like, "Yo, I'm about to throw this shit." And I'm like, "Yo, you got some black girls in front of you." He was like, "Nah, fuck this shit." He was saying, "Fuck this shit." He was like, "Just enjoy yourself." Like, get uncomfortable. You feel me? Like, I just was like, yeah. But when he threw it, he threw it at a time that no one knew. Like, nobody realized it because we was just like, it was like, ah, like that kind of wild ass shit. So, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was a, it was so dope, bro. But my feet hurt. Um, I wore the wrong set of shoes. Uh, and it was hella sand. Um, but you know, it was it was a really dope experience. Personally, I could have did without Sunday. And although Sunday had Pusha T, Teddy Riley had a really good set. I could have did without Sunday. I could have literally left. Pusha T brought out Fab. Um, and I sidebar did see Fab's talking about working on Summer Shootout Three. Oh, good. Yeah, thank God, bro. He took a summer off. You feel me? Um. I don't know. He I'm was definitely. Hurt. He can't keep his hands to himself, but. Yeah. God damn, I can't deny this, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. And you know what bothers me about. Fab was low key turning into Nas on Instagram a little bit. Caring more about fashion than the yeah, music. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. See, that's what I'm saying, bro. Don't get me wrong. Niggas be fly. Mm-hmm. But make, make this music, bro. You know what I mean? Like, the niggas. The niggas. The niggas that's fucking with you, you know what I mean? Niggas is fucking with you for this music. Niggas like, oh, that's a dope, that's a dope jersey, but put out some dope shit. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Right. Yeah. They fired to a modeling career. Shit. <laughs> right, right. Niggas want to be puffy kids so bad, bro. Oh, man. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, he brought out, he brought out Fab, um, Teddy Riley had a really good set. Teddy Riley brought out Coco from SWV, Black Street, oh, Rex wow. in Effect, mm. and Lil Duval. Oh, they did. They did the song, didn't they? They did that. All I want to do is. Did they do it? Yup. 
<laughs> yeah, bro. It was it was dope. I was actually getting food then, but it was dope as shit. Like I looked up Lil Duval's dressing. I yo, I fuck with the way Lil Duval dressed because I feel like that will be me at some point in life. Slacks, long sleeve shirt, shirt halfway open, <laughs> dancing with no socks on. I'm pretty sure that'd be me. Like, but um. Who else? Charlie Wilson. He was pretty good. Um, Charlie Wilson was out the first night, too, with Snoop. Um, the whole surprise was pretty dope simply because I was mad I didn't make the B-side um, concert. Um, real quick, how do y'all feel about the B-side That from what y'all seen from pictures and all of that shit? Like, was it? That's what it looked like. I just wish you would have been there. It's, uh, it's a video you posted. I can't remember who. You know what I mean? Who was performing? But you was singing your lungs out, and that shit was so dope to me. I'm like, this make the Corey's having a fun. <laughs> Yo, it probably was Hove, yo. It probably was, uh, with Front and came on. I think, okay, I think so. I think you're right. I think you're right. And I'm like, son, my son is jamming right now. Yo, that, that shit was just fire to see. I, I'm just looking at everybody and all that screen, the stage, the people. I'm like, yeah, that shit look live. Like, I, I feel like, I feel like everybody should see their favorite artists at least once in life, bro. Absolutely, absolutely. You feel me? And I feel like a lot of <laughs> is 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 um. I don't want to sound like I got it and shit, but it's just money. Like, like certain things, like depending on like how much the artist costs. Cool, I get that. But don't, if the tickets is like $30, $40, spend the $30, $40 just, just to go to say you've experienced it. I was about to say, there you go. You got people that experience it. Man, look, right. you ain't going, niggas, niggas buy wild Nikes and Jordans, my nigga. If you mm-hmm. can't kick that 200 out on some fucking sneakers, you probably don't even wear it two weeks. Know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Get that fucking ticket, B. You won't have that memory forever. You remember that shit? Right. Like, Hell yeah, man. Um, let's see. Yeah, $200 to get your plane ticket somewhere. Exactly. Exactly. I, I suggest any and everyone that lives in Baltimore to not see a concert in Baltimore. I can't express it enough. This is my thinking when it comes to going to different tours. Go to cities that you feel like they going to bring somebody out. Niggas is not bringing nobody out in Baltimore. Unless that one time that Cali brought out hella people for the Beyonce tour. That's it. That's it. But um what what else was it? Um two more things and then we'll jump into the episode. Aria Lennox signed to Dreamville. She has the song Shea Butter. Yeah, I see a lot of people on Twitter talking about it. Bro, that album is amazing. Amazing. Oh, Stacy, let me tell you, this shit is a vibe. I saged the whole house, my nigga, off of that shit. I was like, Woo! Boy, I'm just out here. I had I had my feet up, you know, about to drink some coffee, you know, just looking outside, had the windows open. But she has a song. 
Yo, you would you would really love it. Front to back. Front to back. And it has it has like little interludes at the end of certain songs that are catchy too. Kind of gives you off the insecure vibes a little bit. Um it's really dope. Really dope. She has one song is called BMO and she samples uh I can't stand the rain, Missy. Okay. Yeah. Um my favorite songs is that and the song New Apartment. Um, like as soon as we get off of here, I I will send you the link. Like the album is really okay. amazing. She's actually gonna be in Baltimore June second. Again, tickets is only twenty dollars at Soundstage, so I gotta go. Um, and uh, real quick for the people, I know they um Lauren London mentioned Nipsey doing the Sage. Um, every morning in the house. Could you give people a little background on the importance of S- Sage? Shout out to Jazz for giving um, me the uh, smudge, smug uh, joint too. Cause, uh, smudge, yeah, yeah shout out to her. Energy around you. It just, it, you know, like, but I already told you, I'm a little high, so I'm a little off. But um, it just clears negative energy from around you in the space and, and also how it lifts your mood, too. But that's a nice weekend. Like, if you had a bad day, you should go home and do it. Or if you know you're about to have a hectic day, I do it in the morning time. Just to make sure that I'm going out with as much positive energy as possible because God knows what the hell's going to be So that's why I do it, the importance of it. It's, a, it's amazing. And, like, as soon as I got finished, like, I, I did every room in the house. And uh, I just felt lighter. I felt I felt like calmer. I wasn't as angry as I normally am and can be at times. Like I was just like calm. Like everything is okay. Like yes. everything is cool. Like everything is handled. Everything is straight. Everything is what it's supposed to be. That's what it's supposed to do. It. Mm-hmm. That's why we get energy in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, 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 I'm actually going to New York uh Friday, so I, I'm gonna see if I can find some up there too. So yeah, man. But um, all right. So boom. So let's get into the episode. So this episode is loosely inspired by the Jay Z B sides. Okay, so I was cleaning up and I found a jump drive. I was actually cleaning up Corey's room, <clears throat> and um, I don't even know how the jump drive got in her room. But anyway, it was like in one of her dollhouses. So Lord knows what was the idea of her having my junk drive in her dollhouse. But whatever. So, <laughs> so this junk drive I've had since 2006. And it's music that came out anywhere between 2006 and 2011. And I just was like, yo, I could make this an episode. It's a lot of B-side stuff on here, so um, let's start with uh, this Drake Paris Morton music, which is a all-Drake um, remix of Aston Martin by Rick Ross. Daughters to kiss their mothers with those lips that all that lipstick covers. You're never too grown up to miss and hugger. And girls counting on me to be there like missing rubbers. I'm on some Marvin Gaye shit, a bunch of distant lovers. This ain't the life that I'm used to. Reintroduce the people I've been introduced to. Did you forget me? Or are you too scared to tell me that you met me in? 
All right, that's a little sample. Um, how do you guys feel when artists do records with other artists and they have um a minimum amount of of like interaction on the record, like they just do a chorus or an ad lib or something like that, or they just do one verse and then they take it upon themselves to add more to the song on their own, whether it be an all new verse or um, more R and B out and stuff like that. How do you guys feel about that? I just feel like you know what I mean with with dudes of that caliber, that stature, they do things of that nature. I feel like it's because they have to do it, not because they have to on some money shit. But it's like, yo, I'm the top, you know what I mean, nigga here, and you pretty much the top nigga here. So we either gonna beef or do a song together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Totally, but I, you know what I mean, but the the the, I guess the chemistry ain't really there. You know what I mean? So niggas hear it afterwards. I'm like, yo, your shit was dope. Let me make mine better. You know what I mean? Or whatever mm. the case. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, I just just from an artist standpoint, I just feel like it's just not organic. So they're gonna, you know what I mean, take it upon themselves to make whatever changes. You know what I mean? If it was organic, niggas would be like whatever. You know what I mean? Like, this shit is dope. I like what he did. Like, let me, let's do it. You know what I mean? Mm. But who knows? Cause these niggas, you know what I mean, they still got, you know what I mean, besides Jay, you know what I mean, niggas got the machine involved, you know what I mean, to an extent, so, you know, tell them, you know what I mean, what niggas is. Mm. How about you, Stacey? I honestly thought that was a better question for Norm, because you know enough about the process to kind of pick something like that apart. As a, like a listener, for me, it's just, I don't think too much about it. It's either it just sounds good or it doesn't. You mm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, that's just my take on it. I think this this version was pretty dope. Um, I always I like the original one, but I feel like with this particular record, um, I feel like when he did it all himself, he made it more personal, more as if it was a Drake record versus it being a Rick Ross and Drake record. Right, right, right. Um, next up we have DJ Envy and Red Cafe's remix of Dollar Bill. Featuring Joel Santana, Jermaine Dupri, Sean Kingston, and Busta Rhymes. The original version has is um off of I believe it was called the Co-op album. It was a DJ Envy and Red Cafe album, and the original featured. Yes, with Coogee Rap. Okay. All right. Yep, and the original had Fabulous on. <laughs> So that sample is from Money Ain't a Thing. Um, Two-layered question, right? How do y'all feel about Red Cafe's career? Um, That's first. And how do you guys feel about 
growing up, we hear these records. Like, so we grew up in during a time of money ain't a thing, right? How do you feel when you hear someone sample a song that you grew up with and you can connect with, but it's like kids that are younger than you is like, where the fuck is this from? So first we're going to go with the Ray Cafe. How do you feel about his career? about the fact that he wasn't more successful because like even to this day like I still like the music that he makes but he came out with an album last year and I like music off of it so I mean he gets categorized as like a northeast local kind of but I like him and he makes like timeless music like I can go back and listen to you know the song I said before Buck Buck Now and it still sounds like how it did in 2000 or whatever it came out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just like him, and I feel like he should. I just wish he would have just went further. He would have been like nationwide or international again, but I don't know why this didn't kick off like that. Because mm-hmm. he rapped too much. <laughs> you can't. You, can, you can't rap too good. You can't rap too good out here and get like super famous. You know what I mean? That nigga rap too far. good. Yeah, yeah, that nigga rap too good. Nigga ain't trying to hear that shit. You know what I mean? mm-hmm. make a mixtape, nigga. We ain't trying to buy your album. Yeah, that's actually pretty true. <laughs> that's really true, though. That's what I'm saying. That's a fucking shame. But it's like you like my music. You want me to rap? Why? Why? Why is it now that I can't rap? Like, what do you want me to do, nigga? Like, and that's what most artists, Wale. That that's that's what artists get. Like, they get to a point. It's like they get the feedback from the fans, and it's confusing as shit because it's like, you love me for the way I rap, but now you're telling me I'm rapping too much? Like, right. like come on, fuck on. Like, who converse is that? I'm, oh. But, um, sorry, I'm looking at shit and Corey from and shit. Um, but, uh, and, um, how do you feel about songs you grew up with being sampled? As long as it's done well, I don't feel a way about it. It's when it's done poorly, I feel like it's just disrespectful. Like, why did y'all even, y'all should have just left it alone. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's it. What's, what song do you feel like was sampled poorly that you you um, have a connection with? It was, I think, I think a girl named Pink did a one in a million. Ooh. Like a version of one in a million. Hey, that's my point. Like, leave it off. Exactly. Like, certain things you just, if you're not going to, like, give it the utmost respect, just leave that shit alone. Wait, wait, wait. Who? I think her name was P I N K. And I think she did a one in a million. Oh, okay. Yeah. She was actually, you know what's crazy about that? Um, She was actually Timberland's artist. And, yeah, I don't, I don't know. and I believe it was Timberland. This is the this is the story that I read. Timberland had a dream that Aaliyah came to him and said, "It's okay for her to do the record." Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah um i'm gonna tell you a record that i feel like that should never been touched a couple years ago who record was it i want to say it was fat joe record it had Khaled on it Khaled asap and little wayne yellow tape and they sampled 
I want to say banned for TV. And it was horrible. It was called Yellow Tape. Yeah, bro. Um, this that yellow tape. No, 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 no. It wasn't banned for TV. It was Annie Up. They sampled Annie Up. Yeah, it was. Yeah, no. Yep, 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 yep. A appeared in his dream to say that Tink is the one to do the do do the cover. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if he interpreted that right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Aaliyah told me. <laughs> yeah. What'd you say, though? Aaliyah told me. She came out to me. She said it was cool. She said it was cool. Yo. Um. Oh, you know, he's finished doing that movement thing that he loves to do. Yo, I did. I low-key just did it. Yo. You talking about that side-to-side -side shit he do. <laughs> With his fucking fingers. Yo. <laughs> Yo. Alright, so that's that we have Estelle featuring Swiss Beach, Jada Kiss, and Buster Rhymes. Break My Heart remix. All right, so let's dissect this 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 uh, record in a sense of who's on it, right? So, Norm, I'm going to phrase this question to you. You, um, you have a choice. You have three choices: get a verse from Jada, a verse from Busta, or a beat from Swiss Beats with ad libs. What are you going with? A verse from Busta. Why is that? For one, his skill, not saying Jada doesn't have it, but his skill, his his ad-lib, his energy, just his presence on the song, you know what I mean? That should give me, that should have put a battery in my back, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm, I like that. Um, Stacey, what, what do you know about Estelle and what do you think happened to her in her career? That's a vibe, man. That's like summertime vibing. I can't wait for this summer. It's going to be so great. Um, oh, shit. Next up, we have uh, Gemstones, right? Are y'all familiar with Gemstone? Yeah. 
Okay, Gemini. Okay. The intro to The Cool? Lupe's The Cool album? The guy that's singing on it. Perfect. This is Free Chili Remix. And it's Gemini, formerly known as Gemstone. Uh, Gemstone, formerly known as Gemini. First off, I'd like to take a moment before I get in your head and apologize to every fan I've ever misled. There's a lot of things I rapped about that shouldn't have been fed. I've led people to destruction from the things that I've said. I've glorified busting women down, selling drugs, making rounds. Anything negative you could think of to keep us down. Cause when it's positive, people don't want to hear it. Wanted to speak the truth, but I was afraid that you wouldn't feel it. I vote who don't exist, even though you locked down and still F and F up. Can't explain the feeling standing on stages in each city. And them curtains roll back and they screaming out free chili. Free chili. All right, so he was signed to first and fifteenth. He had uh, during like the the height of first and fifteenth, they would have mixtape series um, called uh, Fahrenheit one Fahrenheit one fifteen, and um, his particular one was a really dope one. It was called um, the Untamed Beast. Um, he doesn't. The last thing I remember hearing about him. He changed his name to Gemstone because there was already an artist named Gemini. Um, he's from Chicago. But what ended up happening was he went and started doing gospel music, actually. Um, in the beginning of that, he was saying, um, I glorify busting women down, licking shots and doing around, something like that. And he was just saying that what he was saying in his music didn't reflect who he was. Or, and stuff like that. So, how often do you guys feel, especially Norm, um, being an artist yourself, how often do you see people portray something in their music they have, they that they know is wrong? Like, like in a sense of, uh, is late as uh, Future, talking about him not doing lean no more, but not telling niggas that he don't do lean no more, but you've been promoting it for all these years. So how often how often do you guys see that happen with artists and how does that make you feel as a fan to know that yo you putting out all this music promoting a, a certain lifestyle or a certain thing that's negative but you don't want to tell people it's negative. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know, I just thought about I, well let me let you answer first. I know you said it was A more so and then I'll get my little take. I mean, but not. This shit's so ill because it's so frequent, you know what I mean? Like, these niggas, you can't really call them artists because they're entertainers, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You see them outside of that entertainer suit and they're a totally different dude, you know what I mean? Niggas is well-spoken, niggas, you know what I mean? They ain't even on that side of that thing, like, at all. No friends from that, nothing, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Totally detached. So, don't get me wrong, I understand that you 
make that progression, you know what I mean, in life and all that things change, but I'm pretty sure you got, you know what I mean, at least two niggas from back in the day that you was tight with, whatever, whatever, you know what I'm saying, but these niggas throwing that out there to the kids, knowing that shit is lucrative, you know what I mean, niggas eat that shit up because this niggas really living that shit and relating to it, but you like, fuck it, so it's kind of, it's fucked up to me because I feel like you exploiting niggas' pain and shit, you know what I'm saying, so... Don't talk about that shit if, you know what I mean, you ain't, like, actually living it or have lived it. You know what I mean? Niggas, like, you gonna entertain, entertain, my nigga, but, you know, some niggas be graphic with it, you get what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. you really talking some shit, and then niggas walk up on you, and you ain't about none of that, and you don't hear all the so-and-so. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's mad niggas like that. It's mm -hmm. mad niggas like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I... I'm still trying to figure out if Rick Ross so drunk or not. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. is Noriega owe you a favor or not? Like, I'm still trying to figure out all these fucking mysteries. Like, yeah. Um, I, I, that's a very good question about Ross, man. I mean... I know it's a whole thing about the booby boys and stuff, but I don't know, you know... Stuff like that, it's like, you we won't ever know the true involvement... I mean, who the fuck knows, bro? How do you feel about artists apologizing, though? Like, in this particular record, he apologizes. How do you feel about someone apologizing for what they have done in regards to misleading people with music? Man, just on some man shit, I gotta respect it, you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. most niggas ain't got the heart to admit when they wrong, you know what I'm saying? So the fact that you coming out publicly to everybody, you know what I mean? Fucked up, you know what I mean? I can't do nothing but respect it. Everybody might not feel the same way, but I ain't everybody, so that's it, you know what I mean? Yeah, so this next joint, I need answers. I need answers, Stacy. Being in Atlanta. Alright? Okay. Next up we got right. Gorilla Zoe trying to make a jug. about Gorilla Zoe career. I feel like it kind of came and went and I feel like he the the sad thing that I feel about with Gorilla Zoe if the situation between Boys in the Hood and Jeezy did not happen, I don't feel like he or Jock would have been as important as they were to the Bad Boy South movement. Okay. Like, um, I feel like Boys in the Hood kind of like was more so like on that TV type gangster style drug shit. Like even though DZ was the only one that actually was like really doing it like that, they all kind of represented that. Like what was the name? Like what is it? The uh, what is the name of? I'm trying to remember the, the words of the song. 
just tell anything to pop it. Five in the morning on the corner clock. And I guess what they talked about, Josh was not talking about that. And then he was, it's going down. And like, Gorilla Zone was like the party club. So I don't know because it's kind of weird because they're all like three different styles. Um, yeah. But he. See, I never thought about it like that. Yeah, I, I, that's what he was. Like, you danced to the real song. I bet y'all did. I don't know. No, no, I thought was up. I thought was up. Um, but I, the only thing that made it, the, the reason why I say that, outside of Jock, but at least for Gorilla Zoe, he was deemed the replacement on that second album. So essentially, he was another Jeezy, in a sense. Um, I feel like you got got to think about it. He was the the sec. He was the replacement on that second album. Yeah, they kind of like it though, but that's one of the reason I made that sound. It shouldn't have. That shouldn't have happened. <laughs> um, that shouldn't have happened. And it's kind of weird because I feel like it really, it really was no different than the Jeezy thing because he had hood nigga. He had his own record. Yeah, but again, that was more like the party. Like, girls aren't going to dance to that, uh, what's the call it song? What's the name of it? God damn it, I can't think of the song either. Uh, yeah, oh, five minutes. Like, girls aren't going to be. What's it called? Yeah, like, girls aren't going to dance to that. But yeah. they're going to dance to hood. That's why I call them a party thug. Like, they're not, uh, it's not the same with it. I get it. I get it. I really get it now. Okay. Um,. Did Gorilla Zone have an album out on Bad Boy? I don't know if it was on Bad Boy. I know he had an album. I don't know if it was on Bad Boy. Uh, yeah, um, I don't know if Hood Nigga actually was on an album. I think it was, yo. Ah, uh, Hood Nigga. I get the bird by the pound. Yeah. Then it was like a. Oh yeah. Okay. 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 I remember that. I remember that. Um, let's see. Uh, so I mean, do you see gorillas on Atlanta? Like, <laughs> no, no, I don't hear anything about him. Do you think he's a part of the bad boy curse? Yeah, I came and went pretty much. Yeah, I man, shout out to G Dep. I was listening to Child of the Ghetto, that was a really dope song. Yeah. Um, that's sad. If that nigga definitely saying we ain't going nowhere, you ain't gonna see that nigga. <laughs> 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 hey, your sight. That nigga fault, man. That's that nigga fault. You need to turn this over. Yeah. You know I mean, he murdered a nigga mad years ago. I understand. You want to get right with God? I ain't mad at you, bro. But you can't. You can't be upset about it. You know what I mean? Fuck it. Got a point there. Got a point there. Um, what else we got? Let's see. Um, next up we have, ooh, back then, Freestyle, Jay-Z, and Aztec. Niggas got a problem, Houston. <laughs> I know you heard it before. I was the youngest of four. Pop couldn't take it no more. Stayed together for the kids that couldn't fake it no more. Left me yours. Death don't discriminate. Eliminates all. Big strong. Don't let me. Third war. Fifth war. what I live for. Gotta get more. What I spit for. This kid's gone. Hope 
So, <laughs> I think this is the one of the, eh, I'm not going to say what time it is, but this is one of the times that Jay introducing an artist worked but failed really fast. Um, I remember when this came out, it was like during the summertime, the Mike Jones joint was crazy, how they flipped the, instead of the Mike Jones, it was the Biggie sample, and Jay brought out an artist named Aztec, that which was from Houston. Um, he was on the remix to Draped Up and Draped Out, uh, Bumby song, but what ended up happening, which a lot of people do not know, it was a facade. This kid was making up who he was, apparently, and it came out. That's why we stopped hearing stuff. And then, like, the the venture with Rock La Familia, it kind of didn't go as planned. Um, According to Nori, when he was talking about it, and this is no, no shot at, like, anybody over there, but he was saying that, you know, OG Wan was in charge of it, and he didn't know how to run a label at the time. So, who was on La Familia? Rock La Familia was Nori, True Life, this kid Aztec, and some other reggae tone artist. But, um, do y'all remember this? Yeah, Rock La Familia and this particular record. But Rock La Familia in general, like, you know. Um, I remember that. I remember that song. I definitely don't remember that. But, mm. I bet they got an avenue. I bet. You know, it was dope to see them niggas like, you know, you know, when you think of like somebody getting signed on the J, you like, I bet niggas about to be good. I'm happy for y'all niggas, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or some shit like that. Ah, so, uh, alright, switching gears with, with that last comment you said, is that how you felt with, like, say, uh, Uncle Murder? When he was getting signed to, when he got signed to Rockefeller? Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Because especially, the, you know what I mean, the fact he's from Brooklyn, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, just knowing how Jay is, you know what I mean, at least on that level, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, something might, you know what I mean, something good might pop, you know what I mean, coming off of this. So, you know, I just, I feel like Jay, Jay gives niggas a ball, but niggas don't make the shot. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. And you know what's crazy? I think the only person outside of Kanye that has thrived off of this is J. Cole. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he does this consistently without any guest appearances from J makes it even better. Yeah. Yeah. He, I think he really personifies what Hove was saying to just... It's a kid, um, and as we said, it's a kid in the kitchen right now reading the back of the Apple Jacks, and he writes some shit, and he want my spot, and that was J. Cole. That's how I look at shit. Like, you know, everything happens for a reason. Um, you guys fans of True Life? I don't like I don't like his music. 
Okay. That nigga was live back in the day, so I respected that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you a Puerto Rican Brooklyn nigga, you crazy, son. But then I ain't like him because he was beefing with Mar Deep, and I was like, fuck that nigga. But I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't do, I couldn't do nothing but respect it. You know what I mean? Because he was, you know what I mean? He was about that shit. So I'm like, alright, bet you the type of nigga niggas see outside niggas that have to shoot you. You know what I mean? <laughs> just one of them type of niggas. Yeah, yeah. all this fucking Puerto Rican ah. niggas on the basketball court with hammers letting off, just bouncing around like, oh, y'all, y'all them type of niggas. Those are the type of niggas you gotta get first. So, you know what I mean? I respected him, but I don't like his music. He's too rappy Puerto Rican for me. Like, he's not like, he's he like arrogant Puerto Rican on the, on the record. You get what I'm saying? Like, yo, you're not rapping good enough to be like that. Mm. How about you, Sis? I remember that time, I remember, like, there was a video with Nori and Daddy Yankee that played a lot, and I wasn't used to seeing that they come on, like, TV, but... Those are the only people I remember. I don't remember this guy. I'm pretty sure I've heard music from him before, mm-hmm. but nothing that is strong enough to stay in the back of my mind that I could pull from. So I can't even think back to him, to be honest with you. Yeah, um... I think... They... Okay, so you remember back in the day when they had, like, you know, street DVDs, right? Right. Street DVDs are essentially no different than social media. And I feel like mm-hmm. his That's perfect, bro. His, That's perfect. You feel me? Like, that makes all the sense in the world. And I feel like his antics that were on the street DVDs are no different than people trolling now. Wow. He was the first six nine. Yeah. For the most part, but he could back it up. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I... And you know what? I never... The music never really... Did anything? I remember his beef with like you know Mob Deep, um, Jim Jones and mm-hmm. Cam and all the Dipset and shit. But you know he he was you know he's he repped his he repped his you know his city. What was it? Uh, Lower East Side. Lower East Side. Lower East Side. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it was cool, but you know I just it just never really came through with the music for me. Next up, we have Jim Jones featuring Lloyd, Believe in Magic. time period of Hustler's Palm. I think this is during the time period that Jim Jones just could not fucking miss. Um, from the Bird Gang. I want to say this was like after Stat Bundles died though. Um, uh, how <laughs> Jim Jones, bro. Jim Jones had to play a, a huge part in the Cam and Jay-Z B-side. Um, I just feel like I can see, I can see Dipset doing something with Rock Nation. 
Um, I'm pretty sure throughout, you know, Jim Jones' situation, he has something to do with, you know, it has some some type of ties with dip with uh Rock Nation. But I can see them actually getting money together because I feel like anytime like Jay Z goes through these kind of things, the person that he's like, you know, selling a beef with or whatever, he end up helping them get money, which is like the ultimate. I feel like that's like the ultimate step of being an adult, like. We, we had our differences, and we still going to try this. Like, he ended the, the shit with Jazz O, and now Jazz O has distribution through Rock Nation. Um, it, It's pretty dope. Um, But, uh, you know, we always talk about Jim Jones. I feel like Jim Jones comes up a lot during the podcast. Let's shift gears. Let's talk about Lloyd. Um, How do you, what do you feel like Lloyd's importance is to hip-hop? He's like, he's like a non-gangster Nate dog. Like, he has the right melody, and he's just not a thug. Mm-hmm. That's real. That's real. That's real. I fuck with Lloyd, bro. I fuck with Lloyd. What the hell? Because when, when I think when I first heard him, the Nate was trying to murder you. Mm-hmm. Right. Damn, something like that. They got a, a dude singing. I think, he's from, I think he's from Atlanta, right? Nah, he's from New he Orleans. No, he's from Decatur. Oh, he's not from New Orleans? Nice of the cater. He's definitely from the east side. Damn. I thought he was from New Orleans. Who is this? Damn, man. Yeah, I always thought he was from New Orleans. Alcina? You think about August Alcina? No, no, Lloyd. Nah, definitely the cater. Oh, he's, oh, yeah, I am thinking of August Alcina. Yeah, this came out 2011, so this is way after Sat Bundles was murdered. Um, But, yeah, I always thought he was from um, New Orleans. Um, Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Norm. No, it was just Um, do you guys think, no, he was born in New Orleans. He was, he was born in New Orleans. Yeah, he moved to, uh, Georgia. Um, but, uh, he had, what, two albums, three albums, three albums with, uh, with, um, Murder, Inc. That transition he had from Southside Street Love and... See, uh, lessons of love to to King of Hearts. From Lessons of Love to King of Hearts, um, because King of Hearts, if I'm correct, was produced. That's when he was with Polo the Don, I believe. Um, that time period, it was. Uh, how do you feel about his music? Like his music today versus his Murder Inks music. That um what uh, what's his latest album? True. That was a pretty good album. That was a pretty good goddamn album. I, I didn't like the 
single enough to listen to the album. Like that, I gotta stay true, Lord, stuff. I don't know. I didn't. I couldn't get it. I couldn't get into the new glory. I like to get it, shorty, man. Like I want to be able to do that little dance, that little step dance that you did. I like that. I don't know about this new naked in front of a guitar, Lloyd. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm yeah, that. I can't lie. And that's another thing, bro. Like, I'm telling you, the album was good. The album was good. If you if you do get a chance, listen to the... Um, don't listen to the EP. Listen to the actual album. The actual album is good. But, you know, I just feel like sometimes... They, I remember telling a nigga, like, yo, this Lloyd album, huh? Nigga looked at the cover and was like, no. <laughs> I'm not listening to it. I'm yeah. like, my nigga, you gonna put your phone in your pocket? Like, you gonna stare at him? Like, what the fuck you getting to stare at this? I'm like, you know what? You right. You right. Lloyd, Lloyd is cool by me. I definitely made Corey to Lessons in Love. Um, she, I hope she didn't hear that. I hope she didn't hear that. Um, uh, <laughs> that been really odd. Uh, next up, <laughs> we got um. Let's see. Mm. Now this, these last two songs, and we're gonna be done for the night, cause I, I come, I'm definitely making this a part two, cause we got more. But these last two songs that I found is the real reason why I decided to do this concept. First song up would be Kanye West. Featuring Martin Lawrence, Arguments. So, do you know what that sample from? I do not. Um, one of Martin Lawrence's stand-ups. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So, this was initially supposed to be. I, I'm. I don't want to say it was supposed to be on College Dropout, but it was recorded around the time of College Dropout. Um. Obviously, this is like the, you know, the original Kanye kind of thing. Um, how do you, <laughs> what is the closest we have got of this particular Kanye in today's society? Ooh, I didn't know he did this. Hmm. Both. I, I guess I'm kind of curious now. I don't, I don't even think of that. Um, rapping. I'll probably say 
recent that that I heard. I could be wrong, but I say Hello. What'd you say? Stacey, how do you feel about this era of Kanye? Uh, you know, I don't mean, you know. I, I know, I, I know. You know, I feel about modern day, yay, man. Like, I've said it a couple of times, like, okay, he hasn't fucked up in a couple of months, so I'm starting to feel, like, optimistic about it. But I'm still, like, one, one foot in, one foot out, like, I'm waiting, I'm waiting to see. Like, if, he, if we make it to fall with Kanye, you know, with the Sunday service and, it's not an all-out cold or nothing crazy. Like, I mean, he's, you know, not putting on no more red hats. And I'm cool. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, no more red hats. He can't wear none of them shit. I don't care how he reshapes it, changes his fishing. I don't even can't wear that shit no more. Hmm. All right. So the last song for the night also is around. Well, you know what? I think this is, this was an earlier demo. Now, what I'm going to ask y'all is if you guys can recognize what song this beat or what artist actually got this song after. Like, he used it as a demo. He did his own version, but he gave it to another artist instead. Here we go. This is Improvise. <laughs> Something I did. Something I can explain out of. I can't speak for everybody, but um, man, it must be more good women than men percentage-wise, so what chance of having a husband just minimized, that's why a lot of girls claim they ain't into guys, and that's what other girls fought time to improvise, I mean she wasn't by, though I seen it in the eyes, when I'm like any other guy trying to get in the thigh, she telling me about how black people should enterprise, and I'm like, if you don't get your ass in this ride from Enterprise that I rented yesterday and got a half in by five with the gas fully filled up like I didn't drive, Told her how the girls all fuck it, I didn't lie. I told her this fast game is alright, I'm just getting by. You guys know? That's a Nikki beat. But I can't figure out who that is. I can't recognize the voice of what I'm following. I know that's a Nikki beat for sure. That's the only thing that I can pick up from it. Okay, alright. So we have. It's Monica, knock knock. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, he 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 co-produced it. Um, yeah. Um, he uh, I want to say this was around the late registration era. This is like two thousand and three, something like that. But he um, it's uh, Missy wrote the Knock Knock record, and he he uh. 
This came out, it was like, uh, I remember making a CD. This was like when I was really on my complete nerd shit. Like Napster was out and a whole bunch of other like LimeWire and shit like that was out. So something that came out of a late registration B-Sides. And this was on it. And it was a lot of other songs. Um, but the it was like kind of like an all falls down too, in a sense. Um, the music that that the lyrics that he had for this particular record, it was dope. He gave a, a perspective on like falling in love with a girl or waiting too long. Um, and, you know, women improvising on situations when, you know, they want other things or whatever. Um, you can find this song on YouTube, I believe. I believe. Don't, you can find that on YouTube. Arguments. I had I've been looking all on the internet for it. I cannot find it on the internet at all. Um, but I just feel like Kanye during this time period, I want to say he still was writing his own shit outside of you know Ron Fest writing Jesus Walks, um, I, or he had the the correct team behind him writing with him. I feel like after a while, as his his as his career started to develop and become more than, you know, just a kid from Chicago. I, I think it was like he, he tried to fix something that wasn't broken. So he then started to get the the side highs, the uh the Travis Scotts, the he was he was uh you remember that interview that J. Cole had with um Angie Martinez and he was like it's never enough like if you want a million dollars then you're gonna go for three then you're gonna go for five like it's never enough I feel like with him it was the same thing like his artistry should have never changed but because he felt like it had to change it kept on changing and it and it got to a point that his core audience was like what the fuck are you doing it's like watching a woman having getting plastic surgery done it's it's like watching little Kim it's like watching little Kim like Watch a little Kim be exactly <laughs> what, <laughs> but it's like watching a, a a beautiful woman become a shell of who she was. You feel me? Like, and I feel like with him and his music, it's like it went from you liking everything that he puts out roughly to you saying, "Eh, did something else come out?" It's like okay, it's like. Yeah, that shit hard. But then it's like, yeah, it's like every other record that he puts out, it's like you have to question him versus you having your favorite artist that you don't have to question their artistry. Um, But, you know, shout out to Ye, man. I hope you get get it together. Uh, I, I do. I do. I pray you do, bro. I pray you do. And, like, I was listening to one of our older episodes, and I asked... um. I believe it was just you, Stacey. I asked you how'd you feel. Oh, it was both of y'all was on it. How'd you feel about the Sunday service? I just hope this is genuine. And I hope this is coming from the same space that you had when you did Jesus Waltz. Um so, you know. Yeah. It's it's unfortunate, but you know, it is what it is, man. But, um, yeah, so we're going to do a part two next week. Um, uh, little, little update with 25 rounds. 
um, well, at least 0.5. I decided to do a title version of 0.5 based off of the five or six my mixes that they gave you. I just took different songs from there and we'll discuss them and things of that nature. Um, shout outs, people. First things first, you guys. Um, of course, you know, always Trina. Um, I also got to shout out my friend Dee for being on last week's episode. I appreciate his input. He is technically my male best friend. Yeah, um, that, he, he had a lot of valid points on that episode. Yeah, that's my dog right there. Like, like I can hide a body with him. That's my homie. That's the homie. Hmm. So, um, yeah, y'all Trina D. Hmm. Um. Uh, yeah, my fault. No. Um. Anything coming? You got some. You got something out there, man. Yeah, man. Um, the record show will be out soon. You know what I mean? I'm trying to uh, keep it EP-ish, but I got a lot of fucking beats, and you know what I mean. It's Ramadan right now, so I'm like hungry, like literally hungry. <laughs> so I got I got mad time, be you know what I mean. So I'm writing. You know what I mean? I'm writing. I'm uh, Hot now, but I'll be burning when June comes. Shout out to uh, Stat B. Um, shout out to Jazz, man. Gave me the sage. I needed the sage. Um, I needed that. Lord knows I needed that. Um, shout out to, uh, you know, my Philly peeps. Um, shout out to, uh, shout out to, um, Coach Class Podcast, uh, Mostly Everything Podcast, Relevant Regular, Scam, If You Do Podcast, um, um, shout out to my homegirl Pri and her podcast, Pri's Dustin, um, let's see, uh, ooh, shout out, wait, let me, let me backtrack, shout out to Jazz, she has a logo and watermark now. I'm super proud of her. Um, the her vision is coming along very well. We have a lot of content um, coming. She's she's doing bomb on y'all. Something crazy now. Check out on IG, um, Jazel uh, photos is the hashtag. Um, yeah, man, I I got a lot going on. Um, second annual Baltimore County Forever Day. Is August fourth, and it is at uh, Gwino. Dang, niggas beat the horn at him. Um, <laughs> Gwen Oak Family Park. Um, from three to seven, come out, enjoy yourself. I'm working on what the fuck is going on. Gene is on the motherfucking grill again. Um, so, oh, yes, uh, that shit was so good. But that mac and cheese was gone so fast. It was smoked mac and cheese, by the way. It was smoked mac and cheese back by by the way, so it looks so good. That's why I 
I gotta um I have been I haven't had chicken or red meat. Well, I haven't had red meat in about two, three months. Probably like since about two months. It's like February. Yeah, and um I haven't had chicken. I've been on like fish and, you know, shit like that. Um trying to like kinda I think next month I'm gonna try and not do any of that and just do, you know, just regular shit. I'll be out this bitch craving salads. So, um, feel me like fruits, you know, just gotta, gotta keep the body. The body is a temple. Uh, so, uh, I just want to make sure I'm, I'm good for the summer. Um, so, you know, as always, Baltimore County forever. Go by. Oh, shit. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before, before I get out of here, shout out to these cities. Of course, Baltimore, Washington, Chicago, Philadelphia, Cayenne, Colorado Springs, Comrade, um, San Francisco, and Ironville, and Denver are my top 10 cities that have listened to my album. Go listen to it. I don't know where Cayenne or, well, Comrade is in New York. I don't know what Ironville is, but wherever that is, shout out to y'all for listening to my album. Go buy it. Go stream it. Go buy and stream Norm's singles. Um, same zoo, different animals. You're boring. Is is Kobe, Kobe on there? No, nah, no. Nah, Kobe ain't on there yet. All right, okay. So, class of 99. All right, bet, bet, bet. Shout out to Class of 99. That's definitely still coming. Um, shout out to J.R. Swift on the new... Um, placement on flea lord's album shout out to low shout out to uh a guy that i ran into at walmart real randomly ray sosa um he's a producer for um j royale a baltimore artist they have songs with benny the butcher he has a song apparently coming with um big twin from mob deep uh infamous uh so you know shout out to him god makes no mistakes um Cause I was slam. If I didn't have my Benny, Benny the Butcher hoodie on, I I wouldn't have. We wouldn't have had that conversation. But you know, hip hop is everything. And now I'm about to go sage the rest of my house, my nigga. Uh, God bless. God speed. Baltimore County forever.